Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. What's going on? We've done this on Tuesday a couple times, Ryan. We're we have. I thing. apologize. I had Braves tickets last night, so I asked Jeff if we could please move it to Tuesday on this deal. A little daddy-daughter date. Was that fun? Did y'all have a good time? Dude, we had a blast. Me, Kenzo, and Cam went down, and she's a big Acuna fan, so we had to get uh, get us some right field seats and see what the old boy could do. They did, they did pretty good. Had me sweating there for a minute. I was ready to ask for my money back about the sixth inning, but... They pulled it off. And then I saw y'all. Y'all out today prepping for the incoming Red Dawn event that's going to happen. What I just want to make sure she's shooting straight, man. We got yeah. out Cam. She's she's like a, she does all these national competitions and whatnot. So Kenzo wanted to go shooting with her, and of course, Cam comes out of the gate and just bop bop bop, just mowing them down at like sixty feet with <laughs> with a pistol. And I was like, okay, you can you can teach her how to you can teach her how to do that. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I was I was gonna say, hey, who's that teaching her how to shoot? And then I realized who it was. I was like, oh damn, she the she's the one. Oh yeah, yeah, she can shoot for yeah, sure. She can shoot. That's cool. Well, it was a hell of a weekend, man. We've got our guest from the Susky. The as as we expected, it did not disappoint. Put out some giant bags of smallmouth. Uh, we got Josh, fellow podcaster, Smalley Talk host. Uh, he'll be, I'm sure, set up with a nice setup there to, to talk to us. Uh, <laughs> Josh is going to join us here in a minute to talk about his big win over there on the Susky. Held off a, a strong field. That was fun to watch as usual, but we've got some stuff to talk about regarding the event as, as well, right, Ryan? I feel like I, I don't know why. I feel like everybody in the in the Bassmaster stuff, like everything gets saved until that last event. Like the the last Pickwick event was, you know, full of fire and brimstone. <laughs> and this one, yeah. man, there was a lot that went on. And I like messages started on like Tuesday and Wednesday coming in about, you know, this is going on and that's going on. I want to address that part real quick. Jeff and I, while, you know, we love to cover the news here, whatever, we're not the police. Like if you're in a tournament and you see something going on that you have questions about, don't message me or Jeff about it first. Like we can't do anything at all as far as the tournament goes. If something's missed, if there's something being ignored by, you know, a tournament series or something, bring it to us then, you know, we'll try to, get some eyes on it. But as far as the tournament goes, you need to call the TD. If you have something that's going on, instead of two or three of your buddies talking and, you know, just kind of spreading the rumors and getting the fire going, reach out to the TD, let them actually investigate it, grow some balls and get something done because we can't like, I can't do anything about it. So I don't really like the stress myself. I mean, I don't care. Like (laughs) I want things to be done well. And when people bring stuff to me, I always, always, always let Steve-O or AJ know about it up front so they can look into it because we can't do anything as podcast hosts. We don't have a magic wand or anything. Yeah, we do have the KBN Department of Justice. Uh, We have that logo over there. But that is usually used when all other avenues have been exhausted or ignored or or thrown under the rug. And we don't mind using it. We love to to see the right thing done out there. Uh, The other thing you can do besides get with the tournament director is actually say something to the angler. What? You're kidding. Yeah, maybe say, hey, can you clarify what was going on there? And they can maybe clarify. And then you're like, oh, damn, it was all fine. And then you go on your, or your, or it wasn't. And then you do go to the director, whatever, but you can do that. You know, I, I, my real job, my, my real life, I work in employee education and we talk about uh, mitigating arguments between employees. And it's like, the first thing we ask is, Hey, did you talk to the other employee about what's going on there? 
Yeah, if the answer is no, avenues turns yeah. out than just yeah, gossiping yeah. Among, amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. With that said, do we want to address any of the things that were rumored to be happening over there? Because it seems it's not just there; it's just an ongoing issue. I think the main the main thing we want to talk about, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this just highlighted it. I think you know, obviously, social media and and Instagram stories and stuff like that really point that out to people. Things that you might not know if you were just out there fishing, like you may not see you know, somebody filming with somebody else. Um, from what I understand, and, you know, I've talked to several of the parties involved here, uh, Jeff Little, you know, with Torquedo, was out filming some anglers. Well, Jeff is probably, arguably, the best stick that there is on the Susky. I don't think too many people can argue that. He's fantastic. He's not a guide. He does not hold a current guide license. So, as far as the rules go, there is no rule infraction at all. But filming with somebody that's not in the tournament that is the best stick on the Susky, I feel like that just brings into question a lot of things. And, and you know, these are fantastic river anglers. Many of them have cashed checks previously on this river. You know, it's, it's not uncommon to see them do well there. I think that just kind of cast the, the tournament in a bad light, just doing that on tournament waters during official practice and even during the tournament itself. Do I think these anglers needed the help? No, not at all. But it still brings into question, like when you're fishing one of these big tournaments, you, as an angler, you have to think, or even as a sponsor, is this going to be something that's going to overshadow the tournament or, or you know, kind of cast a bad light on it? It shouldn't have to go to Bassmaster's desk, what you're doing pre-fishing. That, sh that should be your goal. Uh, you know, don't put that stress on Bass, on Steve-O. Like, that's, I mean... It's kind of disrespectful to to put you know put him in that kind of position. I think. Yeah, and and to be clear that you know th this particular incident was run up the flagpole. Uh, yeah. Th this time around, and as we said, Ryan and I weren't were number one. We weren't even in this tournament. We were watching from afar, like many of you. Uh, but we heard about some of this stuff because none of this was in the shadows. It was in plain sight. Many ang other anglers saw them fishing all week, and, and but they were outraged by it and. Uh, wanted something done about it and whether this particular instance was right or wrong, I don't think is speaks to the bigger point of info sharing in general has kind of always been a hot topic. And how does, does that, do we continue to refine that? How, where do we go with that? Ryan? What do you think? I think you have to like, again, I think this just completely highlighted, you know, what some of the weaknesses are. And, you know, I made some tongue in cheek jokes earlier in our, in our group chat, there's limitless possibilities on, you know, you having somebody on the water or getting info from somebody on the water, as long as they're not a, a paid guide or you're not paying or soliciting that information, it's pretty much wide open. It's the wild west, uh, in the current setup. I think there's a lot of things we can do to kind of refine that and just take, you know, this particular scenario out of the picture. And I think we yeah. need to. I'd say at every level of bass fishing, tournament bass fishing, boat, kayak, whatever, there is info sharing. It is it is a part of your arsenal, part of the game, if you have access to it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, the optics of, of some of some of the stuff that goes on and then the the info that's available to a select few and not others, it, it just causes, bad, I guess, a bad look, like you were saying, right? It's bad optics for the tournament or to, to the anglers themselves. And a lot of times unnecessarily because whether the anglers did something wrong or not is not even in question here. It's the perception 
It's, and it's and John just he just congratulated Russ on his Bassmaster AOI. That's another point. Like there's something that's this big on the line. The last thing you want to do is is even give anybody anything to talk about on that. And you know, I think I think Russ was upset at how you know kind of how it played out and how much you know attention that got him him filming with Jeff because obviously Russ goes into this. This is his tournament to to lock it down to win AOI. He needed this tournament uh, to win it. So you just you don't want stuff like that in the mix. And I think really when it's sponsors that are that are pushing the content or or sponsors going up and booking a guide trip the week before on the same tournament waters, why do that to your anglers? You know, just let it let it be clean and and let it play out. If you want to film, if you want to get content, if you want to book a fishing trip. Do it the week after. Do it, you know, Monday, Tuesday after the tournament, just so there's not, you know, this this kind of gray area stuff that that we're sitting here talking about right now. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny. I just watched a uh, documentary. A lot of people are already seen it. Uh, you seen the Bishop Bishop Sycamore documentary on HBO, mm -hmm. the BS BS High. I have not. Fantastic. The football, really? you know, the fake fake high school football team. Um, so. Y'all go watch that if you can. But one of the one of the points made in that is none of those guys went to jail. None of those guys got in trouble, really, for anything other than the, because there was no rule nor law against any of it. Yeah. And the reason there wasn't is nobody expected anybody would do that. So a lot of the things we're learning in kayak fishing, there's there's not rules and laws or regulations against certain things because we never thought people would do certain things. And then we figure out they will, then a new rule is passed. So there's got to be a happy medium. We can't just be running around like a bunch of communists and lock everything down, but there's got to be reasonable, <laughs> reasonable stuff that, that goes on as well. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And that being said, you know, Bass ran a great season from all the feedback that I've received. This tournament was exceptional, you know, great reception by the community, having the kayak anglers in great feedback on Steve-O running the tournament. I don't want any of that to take away from this. This is just how can we how can we get better and and not have this stuff happen in the future yeah and before ryan and i get any hateful text or emails this is just information we were given by anglers in the tournament we're just passing along some of the some of our opinions of what what's been going on behind the scenes so and i've spent way too many hours myself over the past few days trying to vet out every single thing that was said that way yeah. i want to know what the facts are period yeah so i've tried to over communicate with people that way we know what's going on. And I yeah. think that's what's going on. I don't think there was anything malicious on the angler side. I just think that leaves the door open for rumors to be spread and doubt to be cast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one more thing before we get Josh in here. We could, I guess we could get him in here and talk about it, but Bass dropped their schedule today too. They did, and it looks good. It looks really it looks good. really, really good. Uh, we can get into that. We'll bring Josh on. We've had him waiting a little Let's bit. Do it. So we'll bring him in. Let's and we'll He's got that big fuzzy too. microphone. I think he's, he's afraid of getting bit by it right now, so. <laughs> get him in there there he goes is. is that a raccoon up, I, I just think about this as like a hairy ball sack that i put in front of my face so, uh, you know? I, I felt like something was going to come of that so i'm glad <laughs> you took it there so hey before i before i uh come on with you guys i, I need to know something so what's uh, the what's the acceptability for foul language here perfectly like, acceptable okay because i'm about to get fucking wild so, yes you know All i just right. need to know I need to know how wild I'm allowed to get. So we're not uh, go back and SEC. listen to the Josh Smith episode of our podcast. And that will, that will clarify okay. how wild you can get. I would say we get wild on Smalley talks. So, you know, that's just how, 
how we roll. We call ourselves the wet boys. So, you know, wet yeah. boys get wild. So. That's, that's what Harshman just, just posted starting off we, wet boys. We got wet boy nation in the comments. We got, I don't, uh, what does nation, that mean? Maybe. What does that mean? Do we, it seems like we a slur. It? Is that some kind of it, slur? Boy, it does. Boys, you know, the boys just like to get wet. So we, <laughs> you know, we fish, we get in the water, we get wet and the wetter, the better. That's just how it, this is how it goes. If I'm not mistaken, at Susky last year, I had a Smalley Talk sticker found on my truck and Wet Boy and something, some kind of penis drawing on my truck. If I'm yeah, that sounds like a typical Wet Boy shenanigans. Okay. So, it, it, yes. <laughs> definitely, I'm glad definitely I found out uh, the organization that pulled that off. Yes, sir. So who was the, who's the uh, person that coined that? Can I, do you know? Um, it was us. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on the podcast. It's a long story about. Uh, meeting up with the child who made nets for someone and thinking they were a teenager Whoa. and it okay. was it was an inside joke Whoa. and it got uh, got, taken can fly, but... <laughs> got taken way too far and uh Whoa. next thing you know we're calling ourselves uh the wet boys so that sounds like thailand you know, the wet boys uh lo love the cesspool we we get wet in the cesspool so and just to prove it i brought this i brought oh, I, you know i own Ooh, a, I own an apparel there. brand so I, I had to wear my Cheegan stuff, but dude, I got the freaking nation hoodie here. Oh, love though. it. You know, is that the Schmedium nation hoodie? It's, <laughs> it's a Schmedium now because I've dried it way too many times and I'm a fat boy and a wet boy. So, you know, it's tight on me. So but... you could cut it off like crop top style. That's, that's <laughs> in right now. Don't tempt me. I'll, I will stand up on this webcam and let you see that. But, <laughs> uh... <laughs> is your tailor in house right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be here, guys. I, I've been on the, on the forum or page or whatever for a long time, and you know it's fun. I, I enjoy I enjoy all the stuff that you guys uh, do, and appreciate kind of keeping up with, with all the drama and all the you know fun stuff in the kayak world. And yeah, it's it's a good time. So. Pleasure well, congratulations here. on your huge win. You absolutely smoked them. I think is that the biggest. Is that the biggest two-day total that the Suskies put out in a big event? I think it is. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know is. who. I, I think you actually are the one that said that uh, you thought that was. I, yeah. I'm not claiming that, but if if it gets bestowed upon me, I'll accept okay. it. Okay. So. All right. That's fair. Harshman, Harshman yeah. can confirm. Jordan Welliver says yes. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Ryan was right so. again. Tally it up. Wesley <laughs> said she's not sure she should be in the chat on this one. Why, Wesley? She gets she gets nervous. All that, all that wet boy. Talk. Go get go get Leslie. And everything will be all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. All right. So, let, you caught a golden the... smallmouth. What? Yeah, dude. I'm the guy who caught that orange smallmouth. You know? Oh, wow. Did you guys? Oh, you I guys been in the tournament. That? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. that golden yeah, smallmouth. that was I caught it in Michigan last summer. That was a uh, my claim to fame up until now, I guess. So. Did you yeah. get a replica mount made? No, no, you I didn't? killed that bitch. I oh, killed wow. it and brought it home. No, oh, I'm just wow. joking. I put it back. You out there fishing I, for dinner? Yeah, I put it back. Uh, no, it, it was a cool thing. Is a kind of a once in a lifetime fish. I it was like 13 inches, so I, you know, I can't brag. <laughs> you about can it blow it up. You can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I long darted in a pick, and people were like, "Oh, that's like seventeen inches." I'm like, "No, I just know how to take pictures, son." <laughs> so that hurt. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, it was it's crazy. A it was a, it's beautiful. It was what yeah, it was wild uh, on a buzz bait. So first fish of the day, too. Fantastic. So. Yeah, but I yeah. wonder Steve Owens knew that ginger smallmouth exists. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, we're not. I talked we're not to Steve about that it at dinner so. again. <laughs> <laughs> 
So tell us about the tournament. I, you and I talked offline. I didn't want to get too much information from you then because I want, you know, I want it fresh here. But sure. you don't have, until this year, you didn't have a lot of experience on the Susky. So take us through, you know, you learning this river and how it kind of led up to this event. Yeah, man. So I'm, you know, for those who don't know me, I, you know, you guys mentioned the podcast, you know, I, I own a smallmouth or my company's a Cheegan, the official brand of smallmouth bass. So I'm sort of like a smallmouth junkie and like anybody that fishes for smallmouth, especially out of a kayak. Um, I have a kayak jet boat, drift boat. I'm shallow water, moving water guy. And, uh, you know, the Suskies like, you know, top, two, three rivers in, in the world for a smallmouth, for river smallmouth. So, you know, I've been there. I was I was there in 2018 with the Wilderness Systems kind of get together. I was on their pro staff for a while and I remember them. Fished it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I used to, <laughs> used to like them. Uh, no, I'm technically still an ambassador for them and oh, I fish it off Never mind, Hobie, sorry. If that, if that tells wilderness. you anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, good guys over there, uh, but. I, I like my Hobie. So, but, um, but yeah, so I, um, I basically have, have been there 2018. I, uh, went the very next time fished the Hobie last year. So I fished that. And, um, last year was weird. You guys, I think both you guys or Ryan, you were was, there. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it was low as shit. And it was like really like tough to find water. It was like, and I, I did okay, but like I was like 50th something place. And I was really like salty about that tournament. <laughs> I ended up uh, fishing in the same spot as Nolan minor on the last day. And like mm. we were uh, kind of talking back and forth on the river and I gave him a space and he ended up coming on our podcast and like, you know, talked about how he won it. And I was like really close to figuring out the fish like that whole time I just wasn't you guys have been there you know you're like right on the edge of the pattern and you just don't put all the pieces together so I left that place thinking like the next time I come here like that's not gonna happen um so yeah I this year I've been this is my third time out here so I came here real early in the spring and fished out of my jet boat and uh, we uh like it, it was like pre-spawn like spawn kind of time and um we smoked them on that trip but it didn't really tell me anything about this particular tournament but i'm learning more about the river like what does this area look like what does that area look like where do the fish set up you know you can learn a lot in the spawn because you can see where those fish end up spawning you kind of know where they're coming from where they're staging we call it everything from spawning to pre-spawning fish so and then I came back out here about a month and a half before the tournament. Um, and I fished, uh, uh, for, with my dad and my brother, we do like a father son thing to a smallmouth river every year. And, uh, we had a fucking trip, dude. We like, <laughs> I mean, we had a one in three hour span. I had 101 inches. Um, oh. so it was a wild, wild trip, just absolutely crushed them. So, that trip was not so much from a pattern standpoint, but again, I'm like putting together like the river shrinking for me, you know, and the Susky is a huge river, but like it's starting to, I'm starting to really see like, all right, like here's the way this thing sets up. So when I came back out here, I really had a good idea of like kind of like where to start and where to like 
figure out where these fish were kind of in their migration. I just didn't know fall can be like early to mid fall can be really weird because they're like not quite in their fall pattern, but they're kind of in their summer pattern. So like I was really, you know, curious as to like where, where they were going to be at, but I found them like within the first like hour of practice, I, I smoked two twenties and a 19 and like right away. And like pretty solid after I did that, I was like, well, I know where I'm fishing. I left it. And then I, um, yeah, I, I went and like fun fish the rest of the practice. I didn't even like really do anything besides just, uh, just fun fish. And then I went right back to that same spot on, um, tournament day. I fished that. It was a super isolated area. Like there was no, like when I went there, like it was like, you're there and you're not leaving. And I basically fished that. I, beat the absolute fuck out of this spot for two days <laughs> and uh yeah i caught um man i caught eight fish on saturday and nine on sunday total so really? yeah, yeah and that's not but how obviously I fish, that's man. where the bigger fish were holding like you weren't you weren't fishing numbers you were fishing to win yeah and i i mean anybody that knows me or fish with me dude like especially on the susky like that place is like Dude, like you want to be out running around the grass islands and throwing spinner baits and like, you know, hopping and you can you can smoke them doing that. Obviously, a lot of guys did, um, but like tournament fishing is like different, right? Like you're trying to catch the alphas of the alphas, and uh, you fishing gets 140 some dudes. Like it's you have to like find where the big big fish are, and I knew that there were big fish in that spot, and I was like, like. I knew if I would just fish it long enough, I would get five bites. I thought that I was questioning myself that half halfway through uh day one, I had four and dude, it, I went two hours without a bite in between fish four and five. Um, and Did I had a contemplate moving at all. No, I didn't, man. Yeah, never, I was never like in it. Mind. I got, yeah. You, I mean, I would have had I'll... a two mile paddle back to my truck upstream and it was mm. like, I was going to have to like, it, it would have wasted so much time. It wouldn't have made sense. I mean, but I, I was, I was going to ask you if, if choosing that spot helped you lock in, like be, being so difficult to have to move. You didn't give yourself another you. choice basically. Yeah. 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 So there was a select few people that knew about that spot. One of them was Drew. I was, I've stayed in the house with Drew Gregory and like, I didn't tell anybody about where I was fishing, not a single soul, but Drew, like, we were talking about fishing, like just pre-fishing in general. And he had like, he was like, I bet I know where you're fishing at. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, motherfucker, tell me where I'm fishing at. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he was like, told me and I was like, shit. Yeah, that's, that's it. And, um, <laughs> I'm he sorry, was, sir. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, well, I was going to fish that area as part of my rotation, but he's like, I'm I'll leave it sit since you're going to be there. And honestly, because it's so isolated, I knew if I got there and somebody else was on it, like I was going to be fucked. Like it, because I would have been sharing those eight fish with somebody. And I did have like a several guys like run through that area, but like you had to basically like you had to commit to it or you weren't going to be catching those fish. Because like I said, it was like I'd go hour, hour and a half in between bites, two hours that one time. Um, so it was like one of those. I was just grinding out those fish and like it took everything in me from a mental standpoint to stay there because I was just like, 
I wanted so bad, especially the second day when guys were whacking them. And like, obviously at that point I had a lead and I like, couldn't like, I couldn't in good faith leave because I was like, you know, I couldn't give that up, but um, I really wanted to go fish other places and, you know, but I, I wanted to win the tournament. So I did what I set out to do and, you know, everything worked out. Let's talk about that spot, man. I don't want to, I don't want you to give up the juice of where your spot is obviously, but sure. You talk, you talking, sometimes people make a cast to the a car hood. Are you talking like a 20 yard stretch, a hundred yard stretch, like a small, you making the same cast yard. over and over again, hundred yards. So just making Yeah. Yeah. It was a very small area. Uh, but you know, obviously I'm not, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up proactively cause you guys, I know I heard some whispers about some, like, I don't know what the fuck people are saying, but here's the thing. Like, this is what I'm going to say. Like one, like, I was very well versed in the rules before I went because like the last thing I want to do is do something dumb, you know, and get disqualified or whatever. I fish, I mean, I fish, uh, a lot of tournaments locally. Like I'm angler of the year in our local series. Like I, I understand like how kayak tournaments work and there was like no, absolutely no like shady stuff going on. I, I'm in a Hobie I 11, by the way, no electronics, no motor, nothing. Let's just put it this way. I can get places where other guys can't because I can carry that fucking thing on my shoulders and I can take it wherever I want. So like this tournament, it was very clear. It was legal to portage. It was legal to tether Mm -hmm. and wade. And I did do some of that stuff, but it was all like within the bounds of legal Pennsylvania law and also the tournament law. So there was absolutely no, uh, no funny business, but I wanted to make sure I was the first one there. So, you know, like anybody else would do so and basically so for for listeners that aren't familiar with how this particular tournament was set up as far you, you had hard boundaries basically you had to launch from a a legal public launch or if it was a private launch you had to have permission and i know that was something that was brought up about angle oh this angler launched here it's private blah 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 they had the written documentation on it that's there were so many I can't remember a tournament when there were so many extraneous things brought into this. And I mean, mm-hmm. Steve-O did his due diligence. Like as soon as he heard about something, he checked it out. So, you know, hats off to hats off to Steve for looking into all that stuff. But I mean, everybody followed the rules. Like what, you know, no matter what, how you want to look at it, if you launched public or written permission private, there weren't really, you know, anything else as far as where you could go uh you know getting to your spot i get when portaging is legal you can you can do whatever like if you can carry your kayak more power to you that's that's still well within the rules yeah and i think some of the questions out there were of people i'm not familiar with the susky but above some of the shoals or low water bridges or whatever there are some buoys that you can't circumvent to go down down the above so from i talked to steve about this so above the dams obviously there are buoys to keep people from washing over the dam and dying anything below mm-hmm. the dam is just a cautionary deal like hey heads up there's some white water up here that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and i'll tell you this like where i got to like where i came from there were no buoys at all uh there may have been buoys in the area i was fishing but they weren't any sort of like you can't go near this or whatever yeah. so like it was not there's like I said, there was several guys that passed through there and like fished it like yeah, there was no issues there. So yeah, 
yeah no, like i said no nothing no shady business going on and like if anybody has anything like like be a fucking man like i got an instagram i'm about the bronze you fucking come to me and say something and like ask me fine and if you want to go like to the tournament director because you like there's a process like you can write a protest then go write a protest like yeah there was nothing um you know there's there's basically nothing that like you know i did wrong so like you said dude you know it is what it is but i just wanted to put that out there too just sure. so it wasn't you know like in question if anybody has anything else dude they can come talk to me so hey man, and like that's what it. ryan was ryan and i were talking about you heard all that while you were in the lobby is um a lot of this could be solved by number one talking to your fellow angler if you have a question or two going to the tournament director and they can talk to them you know either either way because we're all simple, out for this. I feel like I mean there are now let's not get twisted. There are some shady people out there doing shady business sometimes. But in general, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I mean, dude, you get 140 some guys together, like they're gonna be guys doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And it's hard like to police all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I I I fish boat tournaments a lot, dude. I've seen guys tie fish up. I've seen the you know, and you guys well, we got weights and fish. Yeah, yeah, you got what's yeah. well documented in the kayak world. People cutting boards and cutting tails, and I've seen oh, yeah. all that stuff, bending boards, whatever you know you want to say. So it's um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, but like, dude, that's like, dude, I won eighty five hundred bucks in this tournament. That ain't moving the needle for me. That ain't worth any sort of like trying to like tarnish my name or whatever. Like, this not worth the risk. So, you know. It's, and that's the thing, like, I don't understand when people do this, like, you know, kind of questionable stuff that that's going to stick with their reputation, you know, <laughs> in the future. Is it worth it? You want 1200 bucks, 2000 bucks? Like, is it worth that? It's I don't, all about the likes I, and I follows, right? I, it's, man, it's I just, I don't, under, I don't understand yeah. that part. I think guys do. I mean, honestly, I fish that tournament. Like, I'm, I'm competitive. You know, I like, you know, I fished it for the freaking trophy honestly man like that's what i wanted i wanted to get home with that trophy and like it was cool i like you know i've never won anything that big and like the amount of like my kids like i have two little girls at home like they were like watching it the awards on you know our tv and like i they sent me the video of them like finding out i was in first place like that was fucking cool dude like that yeah. was like dude that was like made it all all worth it and uh Dude, I had a lot of fun fishing that thing. I mean, you go out and catch, you know, I don't know how many pound bag I had. It was it was every bit of, I would say, 20 pound bag both days of fish because they were freaking stacked. Those and it's Bassmaster. So, it's Bassmaster. It's a blue trophy. Yeah. You're yeah. on the website. You have all this media attention. Like, if you're going to be on your P's and Q's for anything, that should be, like, I mean, as far as, amount of eyeballs in the fishing industry that's like <laughs> that's the one you need to pay you know the most attention to i feel like yeah, and, and you know what like you said josh you're a competitor ryan and i are both competitors can you imagine winning that nice be. blue trophy we used to be yeah. jeff winning, winning a nice trophy like that blue one above your shoulder uh ryan van Tine called you the wet king let's see that uh, trophy up close. uh or, or ryan's big toc trophy back there or whatever the case may be yeah there you go can you imagine winning that how could you feel like a real competitor if you did shady business to capture it you know what i mean it doesn't even make sense to me i can't reconcile that so yeah, sure. uh anyway back back to just your tournament and your big win so these tournaments are hard to win 
we got Go through ahead, day Brian, one. Sorry. You're you're grinding. Day one took yeah. a while to get your fifth fish. Did you continue to lean on those fish on day one? Were you were you swinging all the way? Because you had, I mean, you, you had a, a massive nah. bag day so, one and day two. <laughs> here's a little bit more on day one. So I was I had like heard around that like guys were catching them on swim baits, and I like I'm the furthest thing from a swim bait guy. Like. I hate, I throw a fluke. I'm a nose hook fluke guy. That's like, I catch my fish 90% of the time and I really good with it. But you know, swim baits just aren't like a thing. I, I do much. I had one swim bait box I brought with me and it was like a tiny little Plano swim bait box. It wasn't, I had to have a separate compartment for it. Cause like it's, I didn't even have room for it, but I brought it because I was like, man, I might, I might have to throw one because guys have been catching on them. <laughs> so I did tie on a bull shad, a six inch bull shad. I had one, like the resin ones. I had, I had one and sure enough, sure as shit. That's what I end up catching my, my first four <laughs> fish on. Right. And they were choking it, dude. I mean, the, they were like absolutely in their face, like, like not getting off. Like the, it would, they were absolutely crushing it. So I'm like, Man, I was feeling really, really good about it. Throw up in there in the spot, dude. I got like, I got crushed and I was like, oh man, another big fish. But I could tell it's rip and drag. And I'm like, it's a, it's a flathead, like flathead hit it. And I saw this thing, the huge tail swim underneath my kayak. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to, you know, push my button and kind of let this thing run or whatever. So I'm like, letting it run letting it run and dude a giant i'm talking the biggest muskie i've ever laid eyes on came completely out of the water vertical like a fucking tarpon and bullshit hanging out of his jaw <laughs> and the only thing i'm thinking is like one there's no way i'm laying this thing it never even crossed my mind that i could fit it in my net it was so i mean it was huge um so I'm like fighting this thing. It keeps jumping. Like, do you guys ever catch musky? Either one of you? Uh, I've tried really hard to catch a big one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't I, always I get to the boat. Turns out, <laughs> I didn't know they come out of the water like that. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it's like tail walking. And so I like comes up finally, like the third, the third one, and like the my line had kind of got. I don't know if it went looped through its gill or over its head, it, but it turned. I couldn't see my bullshit anymore, and it just Cut clipped it off. me off. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, now I have four fish. My bullshit's gone. And I'm like, shit, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I dig back in that swim bait box. I had a like a big S waiver I tied on and start throwing that. And, dude, I just did, wasn't feeling it. You know, it was like it wasn't sinking at the right rate to get down where I needed to get down. And like, I'm like throwing this thing. I threw it for two hours and I didn't get a single bite. And now it's like one thirty, And I'm like, I'm like, I got two hours left. I got to get a fifth fish. And you know, all the things that run through your head, man. You're just like, if I, if I don't catch a fifth fish, like I'm probably just going to go home. Like I, I don't, like I can't, I'm not going to fish for a second day. Like I was like kind of just whatever and so i i kind of all my fish i there's a little like scrub island like next to where i was fishing and i kept every all my fish i'd paddle over to that and drag up on it to measure them so i wouldn't lose them and i um so i went over that scrub island sat in my kayak i got 
drink out, drank it, and ate a little bar. And I dug through that swim bait box again, and I, I brought, I picked up this bad boy. So, so it's a oh yeah, this is a mag slow. It's it's not a mag draft mag slow. So I was like, you know, I've caught fish on that before. I was like, I'm just gonna tie that on, and I I paddle back in the spot and threw. Uh, a couple times and I got absolutely fucking hammered like the third cast and it was like a 19 and a half or something like that. Um, and then from there I culled out. So I think I culled out, I had a 17 and three quarter. I culled out. Yeah. There's that bull shad. <laughs> That's the one I left in the picture. So Pretty um, I mean, you see how big that fish is, dude, this fish were giants. Like they were stacked. Um, so then I ended up catching one that uh, I, I called twice, I think, after that, two or three times. And then, uh, yeah, I I didn't even look at the leaderboard at all until I caught my fifth fish. I, I uploaded them, and then I saw I was in first. And uh, and my wife, like, texted me. She's like, you know, you're in first. Oh, my God. <laughs> I and, was getting uh, notifications of her, like, sharing the stuff. <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah she was going berserk on it um Mm. but uh but yeah so so anyways i i yeah that was that was day one and then uh now i will say this like what happened next was like typical of tournaments i don't know how this happens every turn my fish like a two-day event like shit just changes like always it's like never fails like you can't just have like a a very like um like consistent weather like every, something always changes so trust me we, i've seen that a time or two <laughs> yeah so we had a cold front come through not only did we have a cold front come through like and it hit like you could feel it like it was warm in the morning and like it hit they they have for those who don't know they have a fiber dam up at the top of that the main stem so it's like this basically this big inflatable dam that goes across the river and in the fall they deflate that dam and it basically releases all that water downstream. So I'm like looking at the spot. I'm like, dude, this is changing. Like it, it, something's going on here. And like, I start looking at the gauge and I was like, dude, it's like double the flow that it was when I, when I, uh, left. Oh, they deflated that dam in the tournament. They, they deflate that dam at two o'clock on the day on Saturday. So like one, I had to get back to my truck. So like it was like ripping, like I had to get back there. It was really hard. Like I was, I should have said this in the awards, you know, I don't have a motor, but you know, my thighs are three horsepower each, bud. so, you know, I was, (laughs) I was, I was booking it back up the truck. Um, and, and I, but what happened, like you could see that whole area was just turned into chocolate milk, like between the dam the rain we got the night before the cold front and that dam, like it was like just completely changing the area. So I n- knew I wasn't going to be able to do the, the same thing the next day. So I basically went into day two. Um, and that this, this will like that my experience on that river paid off from this standpoint. Like I know when it dirties up, they eat jackhammers. Like that's, that's what just I was what about this, to ask. Did, did the yep. clarity change where you were? Yep, it went from about like five, six feet of visibility to like a, a foot, maybe. Like it was, it was muddy. Murky. And yeah. and this is so I I I had smoked him on this jackhammer, 
um, I'm retiring this one, by the way, is what I call all my, <laughs> my fish on. But, um, I went back and I was like, I, I did a podcast, uh, Smalley talk where I, I do a tournament diary of all the tournaments I fish. And I, I recorded like on the way there before day one, before day two, and then afterwards. And, uh, before day two, I was recording in my truck, like just talking about my game plan. I was like, if I go out there and it's, muddy like i'm chucking a jackhammer all day and i'm not putting it down and i went um went down the spot and then i freaking threw that jackhammer the first like 20 minutes wasn't getting by i got smoked and snapped off the very first fish that i hooked and keep in mind i only caught eight fish the day before so i knew like if i'm missing fish like my margin for error is like really small like i you know i can't lose fish in this spot so I ended up, um, I ended up pulling the, like, I'm, I'm thinking it was another muskie, whatever. It felt big. I'm retying and dude, this freaking 2021 20, inch smallmouth comes up next to my kayak, jumps out of the water with my jackhammer in its mouth. Just like, clearly I just missed a giant. So I'm like, well, there's one, you know? And then <laughs> from there, like I did get on, I finally got on like a little group of them in the morning. And I, I smoked an 18 and a half and a 20 and a half the next two casts. Um, and then the bite shut off for about an hour. And then I caught my next three um, pretty quick, like boom, boom, boom. So I had not, I had five by like nine o'clock. So I felt like way better than the day before. Uh, but I still had, a I think, a 17 and three quarter on the board. And then I, I caught two fish the rest of the day, two. And did, did you um, look at the leaderboard at all on day two yourself? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. Russ smashed them early. Like I, I watched oh, the awards I and he wrecked them like quick, like real quick. Yeah. yeah. I had a, uh, I think inch and a half lead at my first five from him. And I knew it was like still like he could catch me or whatever. And I actually mm -hmm. looked, when I looked at the leaderboard, I go, I said it audible out loud. I was like, all right, Russ, let's bang it out. And then I was like, that was really gay. I should not have said that. <laughs> At least you didn't so, whisper it in his ear, so that's good. Yeah, I know. Um, so I went on. I caught two more fish, though, and I one of them was – I actually submitted it as a 19 and a quarter, and they corrected it to a 19 and a half because um, I was, like, just so jittery. I wasn't even paying attention. And, um, and then I caught, like, another 18 and three-quarter or something like that. And, yeah, so that, that was pretty much – I was done. I, I fished, you know, until my, my arm fell off until the buzzer on on uh, on Sunday. But I never did catch any more fish after those. Last pull two. up, uh, pull up Russ's limit there on day two, Jeff. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, looking at looking at limits, you you know you're on the Susky. You know there's a max on those fish. There's not many twenty one inch plus fish on the Susky. So did you feel confident at any point that you know, okay, I see what he's got. I don't think there's a, you know, that one magic three inch call left. Did you ever, did you, you know, analyze that? I looked at his bag and so if he looking at his bag right there. So he had an 18, I had a, uh, so, so you're banging it three, out. You're looking at his bag. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> just how I do things. What uh, else? What else we got? Yeah. Web, so Web I, Boy Nation. that's right. Uh, that's what we're all about, bud. Um, so, we, that like his bag, I knew he would have to catch multiple twenties. So I was kind of like, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I mean, 
you can catch 20s on the susky but like mm-hmm. they're not you don't catch two or three in a day usually and like he had already caught one so i was kind of like that ain't happening but you know you never they put the leaderboard dark and like you're never a hundred percent sure i didn't ask anybody at the awards like what they call i didn't care i was like i'm just gonna find out when i find out and uh you know luckily i got i had one other circumstance like that i fished the hobie bos uh satellite back when they had satellite events and we had one on my home river um that there was like a hundred and three guys that fished. it was a huge turnout for it and i got second on that one and i thought for sure i got first and i ended up getting disappointed so like i said like from now on like i'm not like i'm not gonna assume anything until that tournament like is completely called and so they luckily you know steve called it and i got to go up there and freaking get the get the trophy so so yeah and honestly i i was really just thinking about coming on the show the whole time (laughs) that a boy that a boy That's the motivation right there. You know, (laughs) we've had a bunch of people on here that we've talked before about how rare it is to be a wire to wire winner. Right. And you obviously won the event, but you were first place both days. I mean, you had the best bag both days. That's hard to do. It's hard to win, but it's real hard to do that. Um, Talk a little bit about your mindset, man. You already touched on a little bit, grinding it out over two days to be able to to stay on this fish, make the adjustments you had to make, uh, you know, the, the mindset to be able to pull it off. I mean, I'm pretty st- stubborn. Like, like I'm like, regardless of fishing and all that, like I love to fish. Like I fish as much as I can. I mean, like I said, I got two kids and a wife at home and I own two businesses and like it's, I'm busy. Like I'm, I'm running all around the place doing stuff all the time, but like, I lo- I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved to fish. So like, regardless of what I was doing, like I was out there fishing, right? Like it's not like grinding is a very like relative term here. Like I'm out there catching twenty inch smallmouth. Like it's only you know <laughs> the grinding word is like whatever. But like I'm competitive and I wanted to win. And really at the end of the day, like I knew my best shot was to stay on that spot and just absolutely hammer it to death. Did you feel like you had it won when you woke up on day two? Were you like, I'm about to do this? I I felt pretty good about it, man. I know I'm not being cocky, but like I was like my 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 whole mindset, but that second day, so I was nervous the first day because I didn't know if somebody was gonna be in my spot. Yeah. Day two, I kind of was like, I already know what's gonna happen on that spot. Because like I said, guys move through that area. Like there was like um Jeff Rabbit, uh he he were, he moved through and I didn't know it was him. He came up to me. The board's like, hey, that was me that moved through that spot or whatever. And I was like, oh cool dude. Like and we were all like, I let him fish. For, you know, we just kind of passed each other and like, you know, everything was cool. I went up and talked to one dude after I caught a fish and told him I was like, hey, I'm you know I'm leading you know whatever. But I was like, you can go fish over there. Like I don't give a shit. Um, but I kind of knew like if somebody wanted to be in the area, they had to do the same thing as me. They would have had to like commit to it. And nobody was willing to do that besides me. Um, so you like had other people in the same pool that were, that were also in contention there. Correct. Not yeah, didn't so, go as far as you, but we're in the same general yeah, area there. Yeah. So, so, uh, Wheeliver Jordan, which yeah, he's, Jordan. A, he's a, he, yeah. he's a good dude. Like I, Local I got stick to know him. There. 
Yeah, I got to know him at the ramp. And then Mark, I can't remember. He got like seventh, maybe. I can't. What's his last name? Mark. Uh, I can't remember. Hold his on. Jeff, Jeff's got the stat sheet. Um, but Edwards? I talked. Edwards yeah. got fifth. Yeah. 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 He, he was, we all, we were the only three that launched from that ramp, at least mm-hmm. day one. I think another guy came in day two. I don't know who it was, but um, it was a boat ramp. Like it was, you know like it's a public access or whatever, but yeah, there were guys, but I didn't, we didn't see each other. Like I didn't see them the whole time. Like the guys that were coming like in my spot, it came from below me up and then they were like fishing that area, but it was just kind of part of their run. So they were like, you know, doing a milk run or whatever and like going that, like I didn't do that. And I went to that spot and I, the thing it was, man, like I fished my whole life. Like I've, I've, like I said, I used to fish boat tournaments. Like I owned a bass boat, like an aluminum bass boat when I was in high school and pulled it with an Astro van. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been fishing my entire life. And like, I know I've won a lot of tournaments, did well in a lot of tournaments. And I know that how that works. Like you have to like the big fish, if you find them, you don't leave them. That's period. End of story. Like you find big fish, you don't leave them. And that's like a rule. Everybody knows like in, I knew there were big fish there in the area. Like you, you could tell they like, they would, it was a for sure setting up like a fall area where they had pushed bait into an area and like, they were just kind of taking turns, moving up and feeding. Right. And there were big on prefish. I caught like a 12 pound channel cat. Like I caught a muskie there. Like they were just like alpha fish in this spot. So like the little fish couldn't be there. They would get eaten. So the only fish that were there were fish that could like survive in that area. So they were just pushing bait up in the area. And I think that that particular area gets better. Like here in like two or three weeks, that area is probably fire, like numbers wise, but it just wasn't quite there yet. But the big fish had moved up and that was what I was catching. So, and I I know there, there weren't any photos on day two. Uh, from like a Bassmaster cameraman <laughs> yeah. in that area. And I know like, I guess the, the PA state championship is coming up. So out of respect for anglers that may be targeting something like that, there weren't any, you know, kind of spot burning type stuff that went on there. Do you, I mean, for you personally, do you think that would have been added pressure? Is that something that, you know, you wouldn't have liked to have, or did you not care either way? Cause you're not you're not going to fish it again this fall anyway. I mean, I care because like I'm buddies with a lot of the guys that are, you know, that live out there. So like, I just have respect for spots in general and I don't, you know, it's not that I want to go back up there and use it, but like you burnt, you win a big tournament like this. Like there's a lot of eyes on it. You know, there's guys that there's guys that want to bitch and complain about stuff too, which fuck them. But you know, like there's just a lot of eyes on it. So like you put, just like the baits you're using and all that stuff, like guys want to duplicate that. So if you tell somebody where you're fishing or whatever, like I don't do it. Like I find my own fish. Like I'm not trying to like go copy someone's, you know, whatever. Like I'm, I'm out doing it by myself, but like if the guys, some guys do that, they see a spot and they're like, Oh, I got to go fish that spot or whatever. Good luck. If you want to go sit on a spot and catch eight fish, you know like good luck finding it (laughs) because like it's not like you're gonna go there and like just wreck them right away like it takes it took commitment you gotta figure it out and and to me that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the show that's the that's some of the magic of fishing 
is figuring that out and committing to that and knowing that it's only big bites there and not just getting some waypoint and showing up and you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. some of the magic of it. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's one of those things, dude, I could have easily like went to pre-fish that spot and like fished it for two hours and not caught anything. And I would have probably reverted back to like me going and out, you know, fishing in Liverpool or somewhere where like, you know, I love that area down by a ferry boat oh, yeah. uh, grounds, like all those grass islands. Dude, That's like, my favorite float from like Liverpool to ferry boat. Like I love dude, that. that. I don't know. And yeah, in my head, I like to cover a lot of water. Like on a river yeah. like that, I'm like, if I can put 12 miles in front of me, surely to God, I'm going to bump into four. And and if you look at my past tournament results, it doesn't always work out. But <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's I still tell you fun. What, There's big fish in there, you know. I tell you what, that it did. You know, you guys are saying that. Look at the leaderboard on day two. Like, what happened was like they released all that water at the dam, and we got like a huge bump in flows. And like, if you know anything about river fishing, dude, you get a bump in flows and they will absolutely go berserk. Like those mm -hmm. fish will move up on the front side of those islands and they will start busting bait and you can catch them every cast. Like Drew, after I was, you know, talking with Drew afterwards, um, he was like, yeah, I, you know, I caught like 80 fish today. Like, and there were like a ton of them were over 18. I just couldn't get the 19s. But that's the thing. You go out there, you can catch 90 inches with your eyes closed on the Susky, dude. When it's like that, like you don't, it doesn't you don't have to be real talented you know those fish are just eaten uh, but like the 19s and 20s are harder to find they just they can be really tricky those fish are they didn't grow that size without knowing how to survive and two so. years ago when we were up there for the bos on the susky it was high water it was murky the fish were chewing but the bigger fish were positioned differently than those 17 to 18 inch fish like you're talking about up on the points of the island, the bigger fish were sitting like back in those canals that like cut through and stuff in slack yeah. water, which you wouldn't yep. expect at all. And that's where the big, that's where the bigger fish were hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the trick in these shootout tournaments. You know, people, we, we've had that discussion. Do you like a grind out tournament or a shootout? You know, what would you rather have? And in these shootouts? Yeah. Everybody's catching them. But like Josh just said, everybody can't dial in that 19, 19 and a half inch fish. If, you know, even though 50th place has 85 inches, you know, you got to dial in those 19s to, to take home that blue trophy. Yeah. And win a tournament like this, I mean, people can say what they want and it's, it's remarkable what guys like Russ and, you know, I'd probably getting guys like, you know, the real like consistent performers, like it takes a lot to fall into place to win a thing like this. Like I, I, I fancy myself as a good river angler and I can hang with anybody, but like, winning a tournament like this, you don't win them because you're so good. You win it because like something happens that you figure something out and then you like, and you don't lose any fish. I mean, I could have easily, I was throwing treble hooks, man. I mean, I could have easily had two or three of those big fish come off and like, I would have been screwed. Like I wouldn't have won that thing. So everything you just has to go right. Everything. Oh, I know. And my wife was telling me, she always makes fun of me when I, you know, get back home and I, I always say, oh, I lost a giant today. And she's like, you always say that. And I was like, it, it's true, though. Like, I always, you know, I, I can count 
on you know two ands how many times i've lost a tournament because i had a 20 come unpinned on a whopper plopper or some stupid like that so or it's a get it, caught up in the net and and pop off or jump <laughs> off the board or you just take a shitty yes. picture i remember pendergraph when yep. he won possum kingdom he took videos of his damn fit he wasn't even taking pictures <laughs> he was like can i submit these and like no mark it's a video like on day one like <laughs> He almost screwed his whole tournament on the first day. Like there's so many things. And well, if it's raining, if your fingers are wet, yep. like there's a million things that can go wrong, especially in kayak fishing. You're not just putting them in the box and running them back to the ramp. You know what, what, what else went through my mind? And I actually think Lambert, your, your like experience uh, had me thinking about that. It's going to be a on a two story. day event. Are you, <laughs> are you able to catch the same fish? Like hell on day one no, and day I'll tell you, hell no. They get DQ'd on the airplane, son. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was in such an isolated area. I was like, I have no idea if these fish are the same. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think they're the same fish. Damn, but like, dude, how was you I have people dropping out of this live to go look? Is what you're doing? Yeah. Like you can't. I mean, go look. I maybe. Like I don't know. I. I mean, I will say like. I didn't catch any. Like I caught one that had a real distinct like lip on it, and I was like, yeah, I know I haven't. I know I didn't catch that one. You know, I had a 120 and a half, but there was like a handful of 19 and quarters, maybe like two or three. You know, I was like, I don't, maybe they're the same, but like, I don't know. Like, I had no idea. You know, I'm just catching well, small fish. Smallmouth, so. especially, like a lot of small, like they, especially in that 18 inch range, especially on the Susky, there, there's not a lot of differentiating factors. Like a largemouth, you know, okay, this one may have a blister. It's got a real distinct lateral line or something. Yeah. Like smallmouth, you'd really have to bust out a microscope and, and, you know, look at, at each line on them to to tell if they are different fish and when you're fishing a tournament your adrenaline's pumping you got money on the line the last thing you're going to do is sit and go through all of your pictures from you know from yeah from day I mean, exactly. one like you ain't got time it, and I, like i said i remember seeing on your story or something that happened to you at a tournament so i was like man i mean who knows like you said you just have to have everything go right and josh evans asked if that was the one with the white mark on his lip and it, it was yeah it, it was one of the <laughs> last fish I josh in there. He, he's looking he's, he's he yeah <laughs> I he's saw. Call I, Steve. Like, I like Josh Evans. He's a. He's a good dude, <laughs> That's my so. boy right there, man. He's yeah, a good yeah, he's, dude. A one right dude. there. He drives a badass Sequoia that I drool over every time I see it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was fun though. Like I went and caught a bunch of big smallmouth, and I freaking won a tournament. So you know, can't complain. You about can't. Anything. I love smallie tournaments more than anything. Obviously, like I think that I, I don't think you can have more fun than than especially winning a smallie tournament because usually you know it takes a 90 inch plus bag to win it and when you're catching smallmouth that size they fight so hard acrobatics like i mean it is oh, it's the pinnacle yeah. of the rush in my opinion yeah yeah for sure yeah i had a couple of those guys do do some big old jumps that got my heart stopped you know because you always you think they're gonna come giant. off that's what smallmouth are known for they're known for getting acrobatic and slinging that hook yeah, and after uh, other than breaking that one off, I didn't lose a single damn fish that whole that whole tournament. It's just like you know, kind of like. But that's the thing; I, I wasn't catching eighty fish, so like if I would have lost one, dude, it would have been really tough time? to come back yeah. from it. When it's your time, did you throw time. that mag draft at all on day two, or you just went straight jackhammer? I threw it uh, after I had already got five for like ten minutes, but like I couldn't see it. And the you know I'm yeah. a weird with like I just if you can't see it when you're like reeling it up 
to the boat, like I'm like, I don't feel good about it. I mean, fish can see more than you think, but I just knew they'd eat that jackhammer. So I just like, I threw that like 98% of the day. So what's your jackhammer setup, rod and reel? Um, well, that's actually funny you say that because my jackhammer somehow my tip broke on that rod I was using. Um, I, I was throwing it on a seven foot one legend X, uh, medium heavy, um, uh, fast, uh, with a, I think I have a Corrado 150 XG on it, um, 30 pound braid. And that's like, I throw that rod all the time. It's my favorite You're rod that I, too, straight braid. Jackhammers I am. I mean, if it's, I run leaders if it's clear, but then I had, I just actually had got a rod in the mail right before I left and I really liked it and I threw the swim baits on it. It's a legend tournament, seven to moderate, medium fat, medium heavy fast. It's like a, it's called their like carbon cranker. Like, and I was like, oh, that that's an interesting, like, cause I like moderate rods for like certain applications, anything with treble hooks, it seems to like handle the fish a little bit better. And so when I broke the tip on that one, I just tied it that jackhammer on that, that rod it was the only other medium heavy I had. I, everything else was like medium and yeah, it, uh, it was, it handled them fine, man. So, so yeah. I've got a couple questions that, I, that we started up from earlier. I want to get to before we wrap this thing up here in a minute, um, mm-hmm. from YouTube, uh, Jason Cassidy over there. Do you think leaderboard, a leaderboard look is worth the stress or is it an advantage? If you're in the lead, it's the dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I mean, the thing is you can't help not look at it. So, you know, it's like, you have to like, if you're up, you know, in your contention, you got to look like you can't. Not I like, look. I like knowing where you're at. If you need, if you need to roll the dice. So I'll use that Watts bar tournament as an example. I was catching like 15 and 16 inch fish, but I knew I needed like a six inch cull to have a shot at catching Ewing. So I was like, all right, it's time to, (laughs) you're not going to sit here on, on this caliber of fish. Like you have to look for something where a bigger fish is going to position or you're not going to win. Like, I think it's an advantage in, in that scenario or if you're leading and you see that there's a guy, you know, an inch or two behind you and you know, you have to call, like, I, I think the pressure may be detrimental, but I think just, you know, kind of strategy wise, like maybe I can do something different here to, to close it out. Uh, I'll throw this one in. Did, did Bob Ma- Baylor make you that mic? I don't know who Bob That's, Baylor is. He's, coon king? he's the coon King, man. He's a, he's our okay. boy. He, uh, he's a big raccoon hunter. So I, I think <laughs> okay. that looks like, that. like a raccoon. I'm, I'm not a coon hunter, but I'm, I'm a white tail guy, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 w- I would hunt coon if I had a dog, but I don't. So you ever get fun. up lacrosse Wisconsin way? It's fun. You Hill. should do it one time. They're like, yeah. they're like 30 pound raccoons up there. So I, I want to get into waterfowl. That's what I really want to get into with my jet, but. You know, that's do a, it. that's a rabbit hole. We'd have to go down, but we're not do it. So. Take $20,000 and light it on fire. If you want to get into <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. about like anything, right though? Like, you know, oh, yeah. anything you get involved if in, you want to pick up a new hobby money on fire. Yep. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Another YouTube question for you from Joe Mac. I think I heard Josh say no electronics, no motor. Do you think it would have cost you in the tournament if you had those tools? 
That's a good question. I would have had to approach it differently. Um, I just don't like. It's you not couldn't my... have drugged that motor that far. I mean, like if you're, you know, talking no, about carrying could... a kayak, if you got a torpedo, I literally that, where I went, I yeah, I had to like take all my shit out of my kayak, like carry it, and then I had to take my kayak and physically carry it. So like it was a like that I eleven. <laughs> that I'm yeah, picturing that... your pilgrimage like. <laughs> Yeah, to this I'm spot legit. and more like the hell is that guy doing? Yeah, I legit <laughs> and I timed it out too because I was like, I don't know how much time this is gonna take for me to do this. So like, I needed to like portage. So I was like, yeah, I have to do this. So I, I honestly, man, it I don't think would have cost me. It, I was at a disadvantage without a motor for sure, like in certain aspects. But where there's a disadvantage, there could always be an advantage. So I mean, that I11, dude, I'm one, I'm one little like piece of barbed wire or something from ending my day so yeah. like that thing's like i had that musky on i was like i don't want that thing anywhere near my freaking <laughs> boat here, it's gonna cut a big old or a uh, treble hook honestly like throwing here's that a gray here, here's a gray area question for you ryan real quick yeah. if the barbed wire rips the i-11 and it's just a piece of floating rubber <laughs> at this point can you stand there and wade fish with this thing still attached to you yeah i would legal? think so <laughs> portaging's yeah. legal I, you still got your kayak with you yeah. yeah, I do have a, I have a kit, like, Jeff Little has videos on his, all of his inflatables and stuff, and I've, like, put together, like, what he recommends in it, and, like, I've actually popped, not popped it, I've had it leak on the water, and you can, I have a little thing, it's called a K-pump, it's, like, a little handheld air pump that's, like, real, like, wide, and I have these, like, temporary patches you can put on, you can actually cover up a really big hole on those and like still fish the rest of the day. And it doesn't take that long. So I have patches all over that thing. Like I love that thing. That thing's awesome. By the way, if you on a river and inflatable, it sits essentially above the current. So like when you hit current, like it doesn't push you sideways, like a traditional kayak that has the keel like in the water and it turns, it's like a little go-kart basically. Um, and did you, I car topped it. I mean, all the way down, I drove from Indianapolis, like I drove nine hours. I deflated that thing, had it in my forerunner, like in the, like, like I didn't have, you know, it's like bare bones, man. You didn't, you, you can do a lot with those things. I've, I thrown it in my jet, like deflated it, thrown it inside my jet and like used, done jet boating and kayaking before, like in one trip. So like, it's, it's pretty, it's a cool boat. It just needs to be twice as thick as what it is. Like. And I messaged AJ about, like, they need to make it thicker. It's just not thick enough. So. Well, I think the previous model was thicker. I think it got, uh, the, yeah. the latest model is thinner, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken. I am sometimes. It is, yeah. Could Jeremy Crow, one of my buddies, he has that same boat, the older version, and it, it is thicker. But he's had his pop before. So, I mean, you know what? The biggest culprit of that is, is fish fins. Like, if you drop a fish on your deck and let it flop around, dude, it will absolutely put holes in that really? thing. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Fish fins, like they'll go right through your skin. So like you just have to be careful since I started really being careful and not letting fish on my deck. Like I've only had like one other puncture. So that was like the culprit of the majority of those things. Have you so. lost anything? That's my thing is knocking a rod over or. Oh yeah. I lost a, a uh, something. On practice day. So I went to that spot and fished on Thursday and then I loaded up and went to Millersburg to just like fuck around and like catch fish or whatever. I actually ended up catching another 20 down there. 
that same day. I was just like crushing him on practice, but um, I had a dumb. I set my rods on my deck and like I wasn't paying attention. I had an X Pride and friggin' Shaman or Karato XG going the drink, bud. Mm. So mm. I lost it. It's right below the ferry boat, like little ledge that. Yeah. There's a X. There's a six hundred dollar combo sitting down there somewhere. Right now so. today. Yep. There you <laughs> yep. Go. Joe McElroy's got about three grand uh, up around Liverpool. So <laughs> anybody cleaning out the river, we got some. We got plenty of good gear out there. Josh Evans, he had a yard sale down by Statue of Liberty. I heard last about year that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. That's a bad day. I mean, if it weren't for me smoking them that day, I would have been really bummed out but i was like eh, you know it's a cost of doing Harsh, business harshman so. says he's going to, he's going to look for it tomorrow all right i'll give you a, i'll give you a uh i'll give you a prize if you get that jake so yeah jake's a good dude i jake is uh i started that smaller games thing from the cheek and jake plays it me and him gotten to be good good friends so he's a good dude so i only have smallies for like a month and a half so i, I had to decline on that one i knew i'd be getting my ass woke I'm, for the rest of the year I'm, a, I'm gonna go down there and catch some of those bad boys but i know where you're fishing at come, so come on take... down i'll i'll let you sign an nda and we'll go out there all right so all right uh, we'll take the jet man, a, little, sure. a little a little uh side note you don't need the a jet master, the fast master championship on 10 killer is stocked with those same breed of smallmouth josh Oh yeah, I've already. So there you go. I mean, Smalley talk. You know, the one advantage I do have, I have guys all around the country that catch smallmouth. That like, you know, they know we're going somewhere. They're like messaging me. Oh, you need to go here and go there. Sometimes that information is like overload because I'm like, I don't know what's good or what's bad. But there's a guy that uh, I know there that immediately messages me and he's like, dude, he's like, I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna give you some juice. The info sharing. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's legal, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's legal. Yeah. That's and that, yeah, yeah. It's completely. I mean, legal. I've never fished that place, dude. Like, I'm gonna go up there and like, I need to have some kind of foundation of where to go. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely nice to have connections with that. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna fish that, and I'm fishing the river. So anybody up fishing that river, like, there's some biggins up in the river, dude. They're up in there. Yeah, and I probably oh. will get a motor, like for that. I'm gonna. I'm going to get a Torquedo or a PA and run up there because I've got a Newport be... and a Pro Guide and uh, get after it. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. Guys. I might. Yeah. I might do that because I going upstream with that Hobie is like, that's where you kind of are like, okay. Yeah. This is a lot harder. So, do you only fish off the eye track or do you have another uh, like hard bottom Hobie as well? I eat. So, as I mentioned before, I do wilderness stuff. I have like eight kayaks at my house, and then, okay. like All right, I have Robert. a lot. But honestly, yeah, the, no, I'm not rich. Uh, <laughs> honestly, dude, I fish out of that eye trick since I've got it. I haven't fished out of anything else. Like, and I've had it for two seasons. I have like buddies I lend those kayaks out to, and they just like use them. And you know, I keep them on my trailer outside. I'm and, interested to see how yeah. a motor would do on the eye trick. That's what that's where I was going with that in my in my tiny tiny mind <laughs> i'm sure so that the the one that jeff and jake paddle that like osprey or whatever like that that boat's pretty badass like that that's set up for a motor and it's an inflatable it's like a that's mini a, river raft almost looking at that thing yeah. like that's exactly what it reminds me of is like a mini guide raft or something yeah on a river like you know those 
like for me, like I I don't fish the lakes, dude. I used to fish lakes. I fish enough lakes in my life that I don't ever want to be back on them. So like I just don't <laughs> have any desire to. I need some flow to to get my juices going. So I mean, those inflatables, dude, on moving water are absolutely like an advantage. Like hundred percent. And I have a inflatable raft. Like our podcast is sponsored by this company called River Rat. They make like drift boat kind of like smith flies type of thing and uh they that thing is awesome on the river like inflatables are just really cool like it's a it's a it's an unutilized underutilized type of kayak in my opinion so yeah i need to get cool. one so, i've tried a lot of inflatables but never a kayak so yeah. <laughs> look that. Yeah. well look we don't want to keep it much longer dude we're gonna wrap this thing up there's a few questions out there we didn't get to but but that's all right we can't but we're sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're running long. I do want to get your thoughts. We wanted to talk about this with with you on here, which is on the new schedule. What did you think of the new schedule that dropped today? Did you get a peek at it? I he saw said, Susky he on said there, I'm but... going back to Susky. I'm not looking at anything <laughs> I saw, else. <laughs> I saw, uh, that's exactly what I said, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm going back to the Susky to try to defend my title, and you know, that's about it. So I I don't. I'm just not a big like. I know this is like you got your guys platform is like around like the tournaments. I love it. Like I loved doing it, but there was nothing about that where I was like, man, I just, I'm going to go on tour and do this. Like it just, I went there to go catch fish on the Susky and compete. And then like, cool. I got a trophy. Awesome. But like, I'm not, I'm not diving in head first into that. You know what? Your mental health is better off for it. My friend. Yeah. 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 I got too much other things going on to be, you know, putting jerseys on acting like i'm some professional like i'm not i'm not be doing that so no Will no you explain offense to, to guys me who before, wear jerseys before but. you get off here explain your brand and how you came up with the name because when i see it i, I didn't think know michigan yeah 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 which yeah makes so me despise it so go ahead. i know well i know <laughs> so i was like what is it because yeah. he's like small mouth and i was like cheek what is that a indian name for small what is this it's from the race. It actually you actually got it right so that's okay the, that's what i that's that was my yeah. only logical explanation so we pronounce it a cheegan but like i'm a redneck from indiana dude like i don't you know i don't know how it's it's actually a front like people use it now it's the french use it like one of the companies that I distribute for, they're based out of France. And like, they see me wearing a shirt and they're like, Oh yeah, I know what the T gun means. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, dude, but it's, it's the, it's roots. It's actual roots or it's Algonquin. Like language is Ojibwe. So that's like their like native language. It, it meant that's what they called smallmouth, And it translates okay. to one, which fights, which okay. is kind of badass. All right. You that know, makes sense. So, so yeah, that's what it means. Um, you can't be too obvious and call it Smalley brand or something like that. Yeah. You know, you got to have some, a little bit of mystery there. I like um, it. That, that was my guess, but I wanted to confirm while we had you on here. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, that's it. But, uh, but yeah. I'll be damned. I'm sitting here looking at the definition on some I, I, different I knew websites. That, and... I knew that's what you were looking up right now. Yeah. And sure <laughs> enough, my man is, is so predictable. <laughs> I know. That's what I do. I'm the info guy. Well, Josh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Obviously, you killed it. Set the Susky record. Set the bar pretty high for next year. Uh, anybody that missed this tournament, including myself, uh, make sure you get signed up next year. It's going to be in July, so that's kind of more of a traditional time that we fish the Susky, which is also hit or miss on the water level. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. Dude, it'll I don't probably know if we'll dry see up those next numbers year, again. Dude. You think it'll dry yeah. all the way up, huh? Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. <laughs> 
it seems like dude it seems like that like that time of year july every time it's hit I or go, miss it's, like, it's hit or miss you either get a lot of rain and you have high water but two years yeah. that we've been up there it's been painfully low uh yeah. and i might bring an inflatable next year just in case yep i'd recommend it so very cool well josh thanks again man congrats uh, everybody go check out Smalley Talk and the uh, Indian name for Smallmouth. Good luck in the championship. <laughs> I think uh, Jeff and I may come out there and do some media coverage. We'll be yeah, right down we'll the road. We'll be we'll working see. at the uh, expo, but we uh, we may run down there and uh, see what it's all about and maybe do some interviews and whatnot while that's going on. Sounds good, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, right. thanks for having me on. Take care, man. Yep. All right, Ryan. We're going to have to go back and bleep that out for the uh, audio podcast. What part? The whole episode. Just oh, okay. one big. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good, Just man. Josh is a good guy. That was, so awesome. that, that, that was fun. A lot of good information shared. Um, yeah, cool to see him win. I, I love seeing a fellow Midwesterner. He's from Indianapolis. I grew up in Dayton just down the road from him. He probably didn't know that. but I did. Um, yeah, good good stuff. Um, next Next week, we'll be back on Mondays, right? We will. We'll be back on Mondays for sure. What are we giving away tonight? We never did even announce a giveaway. I know. We didn't thank our sponsors either. So while Oh my god. <laughs> while <laughs> we were we were so excited, there was so much bullshit that happened in this tournament, we completely forgot all of our obligations. Let's do this. We'll give away big money revos tonight. How about that? Okay. Big money revos. We'll do revos. Hashtag revos in the comments to win. We'll do it like that. Love it. So and while we're doing that, Ryan's gonna shout out the sponsors. Let me get this going. Okay, we're gonna shout out our sponsors. Uh, ProGuide Lithium, obviously mentioned earlier, great partner, great batteries. We have them in stock at the dugout right now. Uh, Bangtail Whiskey, uh, my boy Brandon Bing, taking care of us. And Dugout Bait and Tackle, obviously our presenting sponsor. Anything you need, rods, reels, tackle. Jamie is stocked up. We have plenty of Old Towns and Hobies to go around. Uh, if you're looking for that new kayak for the fall, or you want to pick one up to rig over the winter, come on down to the dugout. Uh, we have our giveaway sponsors, obviously Revo, Gill Fishing, Seaguar, and Z-Man. There we go. We appreciate them. We couldn't do this without them. Makes it a lot of fun. You guys that watch make it a ton of fun, and giving back stuff to you makes it even more fun. So we appreciate oh, yeah. y'all mixing it up uh, in the comments. They're always always spicy. Some I'm nice looking forward to seeing, like, uh, throw that uh, throw that Bassmaster schedule back up. Let's, let's touch on that a little bit more, because I think as far as Hammer Time Fisheries goes – uh, they, they, I think they, they put it pretty spot on, man. Uh, Lake Murray, it's known for big fish, uh, that late February, you're going to get that good pre-spawn bite. Possum Kingdom, I think in April is going to show out. May, uh, will be a little late on the smallmouth, but should be really good for the largemouth on Gunnersville. Obviously we've touched on the Susky coming back again and then Caddo and Bistano in the fall. And if you remember from previous tournaments, that Bistano drawdown, I don't know when that starts, but that might catch that. So that could, uh, you know, throw a little bit of spice into the end of the year tournament for Bassmaster. Again, hats off to my boy, Steve-O. It's been so fun, man. Like Steve and I have been friends forever watching him, go all in on Bassmaster. I mean, literally quit his job. This is his career and what he's done with it in the last year is phenomenal. I couldn't be more proud of my boy and to put out this schedule, I think that's a great follow-up for his second year in charge. Amen. And I, I mentioned this to you, Ryan, before we went live. I love how spaced out those tournaments are 
trying to fish this this trail does not beat you to death like you you know you hit april and may but other than that you've got months in between events yep you can still fish your local stuff still fish bos stuff whatever else may be going on uh you can do that with this kind of schedule so yep. I, I like how it's spread out like that it's gonna be i good. like it i do i do like the spacing i think it gives you time to kind of plan financially and you know time off work it's not that much of a commitment to where you're really having to put yourself kind of in a bind to be able to make these tournaments. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I see three on there that are they're easy to make. Have to do a little logistical planning to get Murray and Susky on there, but Susky someday it's got to happen. Maybe next year will be the year for me, Ryan. I'm fishing every one of those. I'm going. I want a blue trophy so bad I can't stand it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. give it hell next year. Uh, let's go and do this giveaway. We we had well over a hundred on the live stream all night from uh, various platforms. We appreciate y'all all, all across the different. Pla- we had a couple Twitchers tonight. Twitch Twitch gang going strong. This is a good point. We didn't even we didn't even mention how early the schedule's out because yeah. the past few years bass has been the very last schedule out, not even coming out till sometimes next year. So yeah. fantastic. Fantastic job. I mean, obviously they put a lot into this. They have done everything. You know, when we sat down this time last year on Pickwick, Jeff, uh, they have fulfilled every promise that they made. They've done great. They've done exceptional media coverage, uh, you know, on their Instagram, on their website, promoted the anglers, uh, big worm, shout out to big worm. He's, you know, been fantastic capturing these images of anglers on the water and now they've got the schedule out first. So that's, that's tough, man. That's tough. Good job. Good job. That's boys. it. That's it. All right. With that said, let's, let's give away some shades. See who gets slow rolled tonight. We need to come up oh, with a boy. slow roll prize. I've been talking about that. Here we go. <laughs> do you still have those fly swatters as leather? I do. Uh, BDSM fly swatters. I have not. Uh, we hadn't sold those yet. I bet. I bet you have not. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, Wait no. a freaking minute now. Hold I'm not on. even watching. How am I? That doesn't Jeff, even make sense. That's Ashley K. Ashley K has it pulled up on YouTube in the living again. room, and she just won her. I bet she bus. does. Congrats, she Ashley K. But she didn't comment. That's so weird. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's how you coming up again. Valerie Dude, Grant. I was like, there ain't no damn way he's gonna win again. That's weird. I'm not. I'm not commenting. How's how am I even coming up? I didn't push hashtag anything. So oh, you know what I did? Know. Holy hell, no. you know what I did? You know, on our main comment thread over here, if yeah. we put something in there, it goes everywhere. I think it went uh, to all the places it's streaming. Sure I enough, got it you. did. You, um, you, got, you got entered off your own hashtag announcement. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, Valerie Grant. Valerie, she's she's a, she's a real one, man. She's one of the cool ones from down in Texas. Her and her husband have been kayak fishing a long time. I met them at one of the original TOCs years ago. So, Valerie, I'm coming to Amarillo October 27th. I'll bring your Revos. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. All right. Hey, great show, man. Good times. Good times. Uh, What have we got next? I guess TOC is the last big one left on the list. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We've got some state champs. Yeah, state champs we're going to bring in. Some other other, uh, different kind of guests we're going to line up and bring in here soon. So it's going to be good. Got a big, big fish catching machine uh, out of Texas. He was just honored with the number eight big bass on the Share Lunker program, 17 pounder. We're going to have him on to tell you yeah. about catching big fish in the wintertime in Texas. Yeah, we got the Lake Fork No Limit tournaments coming up. We also got that uh, Lake of the Ozarks 250 Big Bass thing coming up. So we got a few more yeah. things coming up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So there we go. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next Monday. Take care.